Welcome back to the Evening Roundup on Connect FM 91.5. We're the hosts of your weekly tech segment. My name is TJ. My name is Bupesh. And this week, we're going to be continuing our conversation about cars. Now, last week, you might have heard we talked about electric vehicles and how they're kind of changing the industry. And this week, kind of along the same lines, but different, we're going to be talking about self-driving and autonomous vehicles. Something that goes hand in hand with electric vehicles. Mm-hmm, yeah, because just as you know, the industry has been shifting towards new power sources and more efficient technologies, it's also been shifting in terms of other aspects of technology, specifically you know, autonomous technologies. We're going to begin by talking about what self-driving cars bring to the table. Um, and then move on from there to something about the ethics of self-driving. Yeah, and just some of the issues and some of the reasons why they, even though we see manufacturers kind of touting the technology that they have and stuff, it's not really on the road yet. And there's a lot of different moral, ethical, and government restrictions that kind of need to be looked at and analyzed before they can actually become a thing that anyone can use and buy. So getting started, a lot of vehicles today Although not full self-driving, they do have lots of autonomous technologies. This started, you know, almost a decade ago with the most basic cruise control. And now we see more advanced technologies like lane keep assists, where your car can kind of steer for you, make sure you're in the middle of a lane. We have adaptive cruise control, where your car will effectively follow the car in front of you, you know, accelerate and stop according to what's safe in your surroundings. Um, We see vehicles with even more advanced systems that, you know, they can start driving themselves as you get on the on-ramp for a highway and we'll switch lanes, make sure your surroundings are safe and everything and navigate you straight to an exit on the highway. So self-driving vehicles, that's one of the advantages of them, um, that they minimize the amount of stress that you have while you're driving mm-hmm. and the amount of time that you essentially waste, the amount of unproductive time that mm-hmm. is spent driving. Of course. So that's that being one of the um, advantages, there's a lot of other advantages as well. Uh, another one being that it reduces road congestion. Yeah. Right. What's one way that they do that? Like self-driving cars in the future are predicted to be able to communicate with each other. So what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Um, First and foremost, we can say on a congestion standpoint, uh, we're able to reduce the reaction time that humans just naturally have when we're on the road. So I think a good example of this would be, let's say you're sitting behind a red light, 10 cars away from the intersection. Uh, You'll see the light change to green and you know, it, it, it takes a couple seconds for your car to get rolling, right? You, once the light changes, the car in front of you immediately doesn't start to move and therefore you can't move either. When you have all the vehicles on the road communicating with one another, they're able to almost function like a train or a convoy where once the light turns green, all the vehicles behind the light can start to accelerate at the same time. And kind of all the vehicles on the road will move in blocks rather than individually. Yeah, so this also has an impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Just by reducing congestion and driving more efficiently, that saves the emissions that are the harmful emissions that a car puts out. Mm -hmm. This actually also goes in hand with what we talked about last week, which is that a lot of electric vehicles um, also have the self-driving feature. Electric vehicles obviously have a very positive impact on the environment compared Mm -hmm. to um, those powered by gas. And of course, yeah, this isn't restricted to emissions either, right? Even with electric vehicles... By reducing the amount of power or energy your car is using, you're increasing its range, you're decreasing how often you need to charge it or fill it up with gasoline or you know other alternative fuel methods too. At the end, you're saving energy, you're saving time, you're saving money. And time is actually a big one, right? We spend countless hours in traffic jams on the highway, going to work, coming back from work. And 
cars communicating with one another, reducing um, congestion. You're also able to do like, imagine yourself being able to do work, not focus on the road while you're driving. Exactly. That saves you a lot of time, but also gives you a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So beyond these advantages that we've talked about, there's a huge one that people are looking forward to. And it's one of the main functions of autonomous driving. And that's that when, when cars are able to drive uh, without the human behind the wheel, it's, it reduces the error that the human makes. Um, TJ mm-hmm. talked about the reaction time that hum- humans have, but we also make a lot of errors on the road. And that's yeah. the main cause or the primary go- cause, if it's not a self-driving vehicle, of accidents. Of course. And, you know, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the studies, all the companies that are currently manufacturing or working on self-driving technologies, they have st- statistics to, you know, back up just the general consensus that, self-driving cars are safer and they've been shown statistically to be safer than human drivers. And people care a lot about their safety, right? It's nothing to scoff at and it's a huge factor when you're buying a vehicle. That's definitely true. But despite the fact that um, self-driving cars have been shown time and time again to be safer, mm-hmm. people are reluctant to make that change. Yeah. Um, because no one steps into a car thinking that they have any chance of getting into an accident, right? There's always obviously a fear of it, but people won't be as likely to switch from their car unless they know that it's going to be significantly safer for them to step in a self-driving car especially when a self-driving car means that they're no longer behind the wheel but something else is technology is mm-hmm. right so there's a factor of trust there one study shows that um the self-driving cars have to be 10 times safer for people only then will they be willing to actually switch yeah and that's kind of that goes to show the importance of safety right in a sense that people aren't willing to give up their control of their vehicles, unless it's really shown to be that much better. People don't want their lives or their family's lives in the hands of a computer. Mm -hmm. So are the cars going to end up being safer in general? Well, again, like we mentioned, the statistics do show that they are safer. Yeah. And they're less prone to being accidents, less prone for, you know, just overlooking little things. Computers aren't distracted the way we are. You know, if you had a bad day at work or something, that won't affect the computer. If the mm-hmm. computer sees what it sees, you know, all the systems in these autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. they're designed very thoroughly to make sure they account for all the different road conditions and general things that a human can easily miss, which is totally understandable. Yeah. Now, this doesn't go to say that these systems are perfect. Yeah. Right? Eliminating human error doesn't exactly solve all our problems. Mm-hmm. It actually brings a few other problems to the table, and these are mainly ethical and moral problems, mm-hmm. right? For and exa- yet they, they all stem from the yeah. fact that these systems aren't perfect, right? Mm-hmm. There, there still will be accidents with self-driving vehicles, even if they're less common, even if they're less severe, less extreme, they're still going to happen. That's a given. And especially with the introductory stages of the technology, we're more likely to see them now versus 10 years from now. Yeah. And the ethical problem is that when these accidents happen, who's to blame and who does the liability fall on? Before the break, we pose the question of who is liable for the accidents that happen on the road in a self-driving vehicle. Yeah, so the way things work today, when you're on an accident on the road, whether it's a minor fender bender or a major accident, someone is held responsible, right? Generally, someone made a mistake and that person is held liable and responsible for their actions. Now, in the case of self-driving vehicles, there's a fundamental shift here in that the owner of the vehicle isn't driving the vehicle, right? In a self-driving vehicle, everyone is a passenger. There's no driver to blame. Yeah, that so, that point that's very important. Everyone is a passenger in a in a in a self-driving car. Exactly. Right. And who is the driver if everyone's a passenger? Mm-hmm. Technology, 
right? It's the people who have programmed the car that you're driving. Mm -hmm. It's also the regulations that are put into place mm -hmm. about what decisions this technology is allowed to make. Because there's a lot of scenarios where it's unclear. The options that a car has are, it's really foggy between what the right choice is. Exactly. And, you know, what's morally correct, what's legally correct. We can bring up a couple examples of some of these scenarios. So the first one is courtesy of Patrick Lynn. He did a TED talk about self-driving vehicles. Let's imagine you're driving down the highway. It's, you know, congested. You're kind of boxed in on all four sides with vehicles. Now, you look ahead of you and you see that the truck in front of you, a large heavy container is falling off the truck and it's about to smash into your car. Uh, the container the, or the truck is too close for you to stop in time. So your vehicle has to do something, right? And there's basically mm -hmm. three key choices here. It can either swerve to the left, swerve to the, to the right, or it can continue straight and just head into the heavy object, likely hurting the passengers in the vehicle. Now, like we mentioned, it was a congested highway. So to your left, you have a big passenger vehicle, which has four or five, let's say a whole family inside the vehicle. And to your right, you have a motorcycle driver, just one, but just a motorcycle driver. Mm -hmm. Your car now faces the decision of either driving right into the motorcycle driver, most likely harming them, or you can swerve into the passenger vehicle, which has a lower chance of harming people, but there are more people at risk. Yeah. Or your vehicle can head right into the container and potentially harm the passenger in the vehicle. Now, what is the morally correct choice? Yeah, and that's uh, that's the key word, right? Choice or decision. Because mm -hmm. when you're when you're driving a self car, self driving car, it's a decision and it's not a reaction. Yeah. Human error means that when you're driving, it's a reaction that you have. Yeah, right. It's just something that happens, you know, in a split second. Yeah. Your reaction is just what happened. You don't think about it. There's no prior intention. Mm -hmm. But when it's a self driving vehicle, um, there's some code. There's some algorithm that's programmed into the vehicle months, years, weeks in advance, right? Yeah. And that is what decided, that's what's deciding which, you know, what choice it will make. Yeah, that brings forethought into the equation. So mm -hmm. someone thought this out, which means that the programmers, right, in a way, like in a, maybe an exaggerated way of phrasing it, is that it's a premeditated thing. It's like predecided, um, you know, harm that you're inflicting on someone. Yeah. And, you know, who makes this decision? Is it the programmer? Is it the, the car? Is it the car manufacturer, government regulations? Yeah. Who makes this decision? Who decides what the right decision is and who takes liability for the decision? And also, what is the right decision in that scenario exactly. that you just laid out? Because at the fundamental, you know, just at the base of it, when we're moving forward with self-driving vehicles, this is a choice that has to be determined before these vehicles get on the road. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people would be reluctant to drive a car if they knew that it would be making a decision that isn't in their favor. Even if, if, in, if not in their favor, then harming any people at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone isn't as likely to drive it if they think that the car might harm another person. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, it gets really foggy for the consumers and for the people who actually make these vehicles. For sure. And you know, yeah, like you said, with from the consumer point of view, it's also something to consider. If you have a choice of buying two vehicles, one that will protect you at all costs versus one that will minimize harm. So, you know, a vehicle that will always seek to harm the least amount of people as possible. Yeah. Which one do you morally choose? The one yeah. that's always protecting you without any care towards who else it harms or one that benefits society the most by harming the least amount of people? Definitely. Um, another scenario that Patrick Lynn brought up. In this scenario, it's similar where we have the truck in front of you, but this time on both sides, you have motorcycle drivers. 
On your left, you have a motorcycle driver without a helmet, and on your right, you have one wearing a helmet. So if the car is to swerve, is it better to swerve left or right? Because human instinct might be to swerve towards the person that's wearing the safety equipment and is less likely to be injured in this scenario, mm-hmm. right? And that might be the the choice that car manufacturers end up programming into the into the vehicles, right? But in that way, are we not punishing the person that has the helmet on that's more safe on the road? Yeah, and almost in a way, it could even deter people and discourage people from wearing safety equipment on the road because very true, yeah. If you wear a helmet. And then you know that self-driving vehicles will swerve into you in the case of an emergency. Why would you take that risk? You're basically putting on safety equipment to decrease your safety. Mm-hmm. So issues like that come up when we're talking about self-driving vehicles and autonomous yeah. vehicles. Where what is the right decision? Because, like you said, it is a decision now and not a reaction. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of advantages to self-driving vehicles, as we listed before, and these come in hand hand in hand with electric vehicles, like we've mentioned a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and that has advantages of its own. Right, but this is a conversation, obviously very interesting and with a lot of different things to consider, but so important because this is the future, right? We can confidently say that one day we're looking towards the road being filled with um, electric vehicles, self-driving vehicles. But if this conversation doesn't happen, right, and it has to happen in a way that in which most people are okay with the outcome, because yeah, that's really the only way that this industry is gonna move forward and succeed the current industry. Yeah. And with the speed that the industry is accelerating, you know, whether or not we're having the decisions right away, these technologies are making their way into vehicles, right? And it's only a matter of time before we start hearing about and seeing incidents on the news about autonomous vehicles and, you know, stuff that's happened. Headlines like Tesla is being sued or the government is being sued because someone got into an accident on the road and this was because of a self-driving decision. And, um... A premeditated decision. Exactly. One that, you know, someone decided that, okay, this is... If it comes to it, this is the choice that the car will be making. And we've never had to have had made these decisions before. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, you're right. That is a decision that's never had to have been considered in the past because it's always been a it's always been a reaction on a human side, but now it really is a decision, a pre-made decision and one that we have to take seriously, right? These are people's lives at stake. Absolutely. And all the players of this game have to come to an understanding and a conclusion about the ethics and morals surrounding this issue before autonomous driving can actually become the way of the future. And with that, we wrap up this week's segment. And thank you so much for listening. As usual, message us on WhatsApp if you have any inquiries, any suggestions for what we should talk about next time. Our number is 604-807-0915. Once again, that is 604-807-0915. So that's all we have for you guys this week on our tech segment, but we'll be back next week to discuss more. In the meantime, stay tuned to the Evening Roundup show on Connect FM 91.5.